Welcome back to the Work From Anywhere podcast. It is Christian here. I just got done with a Caribbean cruise. It was a business cruise, so we had some mastermind events, but we visited Tortola, St. Thomas, and the Bahamas, and then ended up back in Miami. So I'm rolling off of that, and today we're going to continue with 18 Lessons Learned in 2018. You're about to be introduced to a group of fly-under-the-radar marketers who you've probably never heard of, living life on their own terms, working from anywhere in the world. While others live to work, we work to live. We reject the status quo, the cubicle, and the morning rush hour. We don't allow a boss to tell us how to live our lives. Instead of waiting until we're old and gray, we're spreading our retirements out over the next 60 years to enjoy the prime years of our lives. We can work from anywhere with a laptop and an internet connection. We do things differently. We work smart instead of hard. We don't trade time for money. We trade results and impact. If you would ask your parents or a college advisor if what we're doing is possible, they'd shake their heads. Yet, we're doing it every day from cafes on the beaches of Bali, mountain chalets in the mountains of Colorado, and jungle apartments in Colombia. And we're making more money than we'd ever make in a full-time job. This podcast is about one question. How do you use the power of marketing to build a life you don't need a vacation from, where you can work from anywhere in the world? If you want the answer, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit christianmartin.org slash podcast. Here's Christian. If you're just joining us, this past week we covered lessons one through eight, so we're going to jump in on nine today. I'm covering 18 things I learned in 2018 that helped me grow a business to $100,000 a month and some of my usual annual planning process so that if you want to plan out your 2019 to make it the best year ever, you can take these lessons. And I'm also going to give you my actual annual review process at christianmartin.org backslash podcast. So starting at number nine, lessons learned in 2018. Number nine is most people are managers of their lives instead of CEOs. They worry only about the day-to-day instead of making strategic decisions. And this is why people tend to stay in momentum in whichever direction they're heading, meaning people don't change that much, okay? Now, over time, our decisions compound. So if you're making bad decisions right now, your life is going to look worse in the future. And if you're making good decisions right now, your life is going to look better. Generally, you're trending up or down. But the reason that the trends don't change too much for most people is because they're managers of their lives. Now, what do I mean? Well, let's look at some management duties in your life. Management duties would be day-to-day stuff. That's like paying bills, going to work and doing the same job you've been doing, buying groceries, doing day-to-day activities, leisure time, anything like that, anything that is just the day-to-day stuff that doesn't have a huge impact on the direction that your life is heading. Now, if you look in an organization, the CEO is the person who creates the vision for that organization. In other words, they focus on strategy rather than tactics. So you have to be the CEO of your life, which means you need a strategy. So CEO activities in your life are things like choosing where to invest your time and resources. So how do you spend your time? Are you enrolling in new courses and education? Things like planning out your year, so this annual review process, that's a CEO activity. Upgrading your skills and value to the marketplace. So what skills are you practicing? What education are you taking in? How are you upgrading your value to the marketplace? 
starting new projects and selecting between existing projects. So a CEO has to evaluate all possible opportunities for an organization. They have to select the one with the best chance of success. So you have to figure out what your personal goals are, and then you have to choose between opportunities because there's not time for it all. And then cutting out unnecessary things. It's the CEO's job to get rid of things that are weighing down the organization. So the same thing goes for your life. So you can see management activities are day-to-day stuff, and CEO is actually going to change the direction in which your life is trending. So lesson number nine is is become the CEO of your life. You know, most people, they're just managers. You need to become the CEO, get rid of the tactical stuff, focus on strategic actions, okay? Lesson number 10, if you want a change in life, hire someone to produce it. This keeps you accountable and gets the job done. So this previous year, I finally hired a personal trainer. And for about nine months, I would go to the gym three times a week, wake up at 6.30, drive about 20 minutes to the gym, and slog through an intense hour-long workout. And the reason I did this is because I wanted to get in really good shape. And I knew that I couldn't do it on my own because I'd been going to the gym for the previous however many years without making much progress. I would stay in the current shape that I was in, so I wouldn't get in worse shape, but I wouldn't get in better shape either. So I figured, you know what, I got to do something different. And the easiest way to do that is just to hire someone to do it for you. So I hired a trainer. He decided what workouts we did. He's the one who screamed in my face when I wanted to give up, and he's the one who produced a change, okay? So the same thing goes for any other skill or change you want to produce, If your business isn't growing, hire a business coach or join a community or a course. If you want to learn an instrument, hire a teacher to show up at your house once a week so you're going to feel bad if you didn't practice. If you want to get healthier, hire a dietitian or a trainer to force you into a new routine, okay? A couple other things. I took an acting class this year. That's something I wanted to learn and that helped a lot. And I also wanted to learn team building and hiring and building systems. And so I followed a process for that as well with a trainer who had been there, done that. So lesson number 10, if you want to change, hire someone to produce that change, somebody who's done it for themselves or for other people. Lesson number 11, this is a repeat lesson. Every single year I learn this and every single year it pays off. Say yes to things, then figure out how to get the courage to get them done. So a lot of times the path to our goals is very scary and that's why we just don't take action on the things we need to do. So that requires courage and I'm the first to admit I don't always have the courage that I need. So something that I like to do is commit to things. If I'm terrified of them, I'll just commit to them. I'll just put that fear aside for a second, commit, and then I'll figure out how to get it done. So in December of last year, one of my best friends asked me to officiate his wedding in Mexico and when he first told me this. He didn't really ask me. He kind of just told me that I had to uh, because their previous officiant had backed out. And uh, it kind of struck fear into my body. I was pretty scared of it at first, but I was committed. And so I thought, you know what? I'm already committed. There's no getting out of this. I'm just going to get it done. And the ceremony turned out great. They absolutely loved it, which is awesome to hear. And I had a lot of fun doing it. So it's this thing that if they asked me and I had a choice, I would have said no, but forcing myself into that, I'm glad I did it. Uh, The same thing goes with acting. The same thing goes with trips. A lot of times international trips, I'm hesitant. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Do I want to spend a couple months in this strange foreign country that I don't know anything about? And I'll just book the plane ticket, and then I'm kind of forced into it, and it always turns out great, okay? 
So if you're scared to do something, if you're scared to take on a new client because you don't know if you can handle it, just say yes, then figure out how to get it done. It's a common trait of entrepreneurs. Lesson number 12. Life is boring without community. If you want to accomplish great things in life or you just want to live a fulfilling life in which you're happy, create community around everything that you're passionate about or that you're working towards. This especially pertains to entrepreneurs because we tend to you know, be holed up in our houses all alone, hunched over our computers trying to get things done. And that can be very isolating and very lonely. And it's a lot easier to give up if there's nobody around. And one thing I've learned is that real work, productive work, tends to be slow moving, it can be boring and painful, and it often doesn't have an immediate payoff. You don't have a feedback loop that's a day long. Real productive work has a feedback loop that's more like a year long. So one of the easiest ways to deal with this cycle is to have a community of people, especially if you work remotely, find other people that work remotely, hang out with them, and also create an online mastermind group so you can meet with people Once a week, you can share your common struggles and you have that human connection. That feeling of being in it together is so, so important, both for your mental health and to actually achieve your goals. Lesson number 13. This one is a bit controversial because people get defensive or they think that I'm telling them that they should do this. But lesson number 13 is giving up alcohol. So this was the first full calendar year that I went without having any alcohol whatsoever. Now, I had laid off previously, but I still on special occasions would go out and get drunk. And then, of course, in my early 20s, for about 10 years there, I drank way, way, way too much. Now, I decided to give up alcohol to focus, to be a lot healthier mentally, physically, uh, to stop being hungover because I just couldn't handle it anymore and to focus on actually long-term vision in my life because getting drunk with your friends is really fun, but after a long enough time, you realize there's no long-term payoff. It's actually detrimental in the long-term. So eventually, I had to say, you know what? Enough is enough, and I'm not going to drink anymore. So this is not the easiest thing to do, especially because most people aren't that understanding of it. But this is the first full calendar year I went with alcohol. Uh, I built a business that's now over $100,000 a month, And I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that getting drunk, even if it's just one night out, it disrupts your momentum. You're recovering for the next couple of days. Your brain is foggy. You don't focus as much as you could. I think there's a lot of benefit to being clear all the time. I also think that being sober teaches you to be present with yourself. So if you have uncomfortable feelings or you don't like your current life and you need to do something really hard to change it, sometimes when you get drunk, it numbs that pain and, and you don't have to sit with that pain. It doesn't force you to make a change. So when you're sober, you actually have to feel what you're feeling. And if you don't like that, you need to learn to work through it. And if you don't like your current life, you need to make a change. Lesson number 14. Growth is in the poles. What I mean by that is polar opposites. You need to attack what you're afraid of. And if you're not making progress in one area of your life, it's probably because you're scared of poles, of polarity in that area. So you have to attack what you're afraid of. You must surrender to what you fear most. This is one of the hardest things in life. It's this sick irony that the thing that we're most afraid of is what we end up with. 
So broke people won't invest in themselves because they're scared of losing money. And as a result, what happens? They continue to stay broke. Making money often involves losing money at the same time or at least investing in yourself. And if you're too scared to lose money, you'll probably never make money. Shy people don't like to be rejected. Uh, But being social and having connection requires being disliked. So if you're scared of rejection, you're going to get more rejection because you're not going to put yourself in situations where you might be rejected. And in order to have a good social life, you have to be okay being rejected sometime. Um, People that are afraid of humiliation or being criticized will never be leaders. They want everyone to like them. And as a result, no one really cares about them. So you can see there's an irony here. You get exactly what you're most afraid of. So you might as well go after what you're afraid of. So be okay being humiliated and you won't be too insecure to step into the spotlight. Okay. So what I like to do is make the thing I'm most afraid of my goal. So let's say I have to do sales calls. I'm new to sales calls. I'm really scared of being rejected by a client or a client calling me out and telling me I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to make my goal to get rejected by a client that week. Rather than have a successful sales call, I'm going to say, you know what, Christian, the only goal this week is to be rejected by a client. And I often find that the thing that I'm most afraid of doesn't happen at all. I swear, 95% of the time, it doesn't happen at all. And if it does happen, it makes me realize that I can survive that, that I can be okay, that I can keep moving and take the next step forward, and I'm no longer paralyzed. So if you're paralyzed by some unconscious fear or a conscious fear, if you're scared of something happening, make that your goal for that thing to happen. Now, obviously, you don't want it to be catastrophic, but if it's something around social situations or rejection or something like that, make it your goal to get rejected. If you don't have any haters, go out there and get some this week. That's all for now. We're going to cover the rest of the lessons in the next podcast. And you can go to christianmartin.org backslash podcast. I'm going to give you a full hour-long training on my annual review process so that you can create your own lessons learned. I'll see you next episode. How do you use the power of marketing to build a life you don't need a vacation from where you can work from anywhere in the world? If you want the answer, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review now. If you want it faster, visit christianmartin.org slash podcast. See you next episode.